Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 2nd of November, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. On Thursday, the 27th of October, a Turkish court released Aysel Tuluk, a Kurdish politician, from prison after the forensic medicine institution shared a report stating that her dementia had made her unfit to remain in jail. Back in 2016, the police arrested Aysel Tuluk the former deputy co-chair of the People's Democratic Party, best known as HDP, for allegedly being a member of a terrorist organization. She had been behind bars in a high-security prison for the last five years. In 2017, her health started deteriorating following the death of her mother. Back then, the Koyeli University stated in a medical report that she wasn't fit to stay in prison. However, the Forensic Medicine Institution didn't approve the report, saying that they previously evaluated her health and saw no need to release her. Tuluk's legal team argued that the longer she stayed in jail, the worse she would be. Her team, along with human rights groups, politicians, and activists, have been demanding her release for the last year. On some news on diplomacy, on Saturday the 29th of October, Russia said that it halted its participation in the Istanbul grain export deal for an indefinite time because it couldn't guarantee the safety of civilian ships traveling under the export deal in the Black Sea. Russia's decision came after Ukraine allegedly attacked Russia's fleet in the Black Sea. Back in July, Russia, Ukraine, the United Nations, and Turkey signed the Istanbul deal to ensure food safety amid Russia's invasion of Ukraine. However, the United Nations stated that the remaining members agreed to continue with the grain export deal without Russia. In fact, on Monday the 31st of October, 12 grain export ships set sail in the Black Sea. On that note, Russia's withdrawal from the deal raised concerns over global grain supplies. Following this, the price of a bushel of wheat increased almost 6%. However, some experts think that this is a one-time hike, and if the United Nations and Turkey manage the situation properly and continue with the export, the prices will drop again. Moving on to some domestic news. Recall that last week, Mahnir Unal, the former Minister of Culture and the Group Deputy Chair of the ruling Justice and Development Party, or AKP, gave a speech targeting the Republican regime and the alphabet reform. Unal faced a lot of backlash for his comments, even from the head of the Nationalist People's Party, the other member of the ruling People's Alliance, and on Monday the 31st, he resigned from his position as the Deputy Chair of his party. The president appointed Uslam Zengen as the new deputy chair. Zengen was the deputy chair of the AKP before UNAL, but the president dismissed her from the position because she had publicly criticized some of the AKP's policies, such as Turkey's withdrawal from the Istanbul Convention, which aims at preventing violence against women. Speaking of the ruling party, on Friday the 28th of October, President Erdogan revealed that AKP's vision for the Republic's second century which he called the Century of Turkey. On Saturday the 29th, Turkey celebrated the 99th anniversary of the Turkish Republic. Next year, in Turkey's new century, Erdogan said that he will write a new civilian and democratic constitution. He also added that his party planned to go along with the Istanbul Canal Project, best known as the Canal Istanbul. The Canal Istanbul Project aims to create an artificial strait through Istanbul parallel to the Bosphorus Strait. The government says that another strait in Istanbul would help with the environmental pollution caused by ship traffic in the Bosphorus. However, many have been opposing its construction, saying that the government has a hidden agenda and the executive is actually trying to gain more autonomy over the Bosphorus Strait 
by bypassing the Montreal Convention, which regulates and limits ship traffic and transportation fees in the Bosphorus. Back in 2021, a group of 100 former senior Navy officers signed a joint statement saying that the canal would invalidate the Montreux Convention and therefore harm Turkey's security. The police later arrested 10 of those officials for publicly criticizing the project. There are also environmental concerns over Canal Istanbul's construction. Many people say that the canal goes over Lake Torusu, which supplies one-fifth of the city's drinking water. If the government carried out the project, it would eliminate the lake. There's already water insecurity in the city because of overpopulation, and it's not wise to cut the city's already limited water supply when the demand keeps growing. Enough about the ruling party, let's move on to some news on the opposition. On Monday the 31st, the main opposition leader, Kalich Dawalu, shared a video on Twitter. In the video, he said that there was a methamphetamine epidemic in the country, especially among young people, and alleged that the president and those close to him were encouraging it to finance Turkey's worsening current account deficit. He said that the government emptied the treasury and exhausted the country's resources, and now that there was no money left, they were allowing drug money to flow into the country. Following Kalich Dawalu's claims, the General Directorate of Security and Gendarmerie General Command filed criminal complaints against him. Now, how is the car industry doing? On Saturday the 29th, President Erdogan attended the opening ceremony of the TOG production facility in the Gimlik district of Bursa. During the ceremony, the president unveiled the first line of TOG cars, Turkey's first domestically produced electric vehicles. Back in 2019, Turkey's automobile joint venture group a group of local companies, joined together for the TOG initiative, introduced the project for the first time, and had been testing prototypes ever since. The president said that the group has made a deal with Farisis Energy, one of the leading battery companies in the world, to build a battery plant next to the car production facility. So the lithium-ion batteries will also be produced in the country, even if the technology is not domestic. Many expected to learn the price of the cars in the ceremony. However, the president said that the company would announce the price in February 2023 when the cars are set to be on the market. Deutsche Welle, an online news outlet, reported that people will be able to buy a car for about 900,000 liras, or around 50,000 US dollars. On another note, on Tuesday the 1st, the Interior Minister announced that on the 12th of November at 6.57 p.m., the country would have a nationwide disaster drill. He said that all radio and TV channels would announce the drill simultaneously and added that the Disaster Control Center would also send messages to everyone's phones at that time. Moving on, the Istanbul municipality purchased a medallion with Sultan Mehmet the Conqueror's portrait engraved on it at a Christie's auction in London and paid almost 40,000 pounds or 43,000 US dollars for it. The mayor of Istanbul said that the artist made four medallions in this set and added that one of them was finally coming back home. An Italian artist cast the medallion in 1481. What makes the medallion special is that it has the inscription, quote, Sultan Mehmet, the Byzantine emperor, a descendant of Osman, end quote, on it. Sultan Mehmet conquered Istanbul, known as Constantinople back then, and ended the thousand-year rule of the Byzantine Empire. And that's it for this week. A couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that we were looking for knowledgeable, interesting volunteers that wanted to have some special conversations, like interviews, but less interviewee, about Turkey. It's not too late. If you're interested in maybe being involved, just let us know at turkey at rorschach.com. 
Hoşçakalın. Hoşçakalın.